Welcome to episode 87. Today, I'll share the four deliverables that will maximize your cool planning time. Welcome to the Teaching Multilingual Learners podcast. This podcast celebrates teachers who answer the calling to serve multilingual students and their families. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine bright. It's never too early or late to start to rise up and shine. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine bright. It's never too early or late to start to rise up and shine. In the business world, we have something called the smallest viable product. Think of Amazon when they started. Their smallest viable product was a website that sold only books. Now look at how they've grown to be the shopping mall for everything. In co-planning, I also think in terms of the smallest viable deliverable. These are the things that I co-identify or co-create with my teachers during our co-planning session. I created an acronym to help me remember this framework called BATS. In this episode, I will explain what BATS is, what each letter stands for, and most importantly, how each of the letters can help you maximize your co-planning time by giving teachers a deliverable by the end of a co-planning session. In this episode, I'll explain what BATS is, what each letter stands for, provide examples for each letter, and most importantly, to help you think about how you can give a deliverable by the end of each co-planning session. There's a blog post that accompanies this podcast. If you'd like to read the blog post, please go to my website, The link to the blog post will also be in the show notes. Now, on to today's podcast. In the business world, they have something called the smallest viable product. Think of Amazon when they started. Their smallest viable product was a website that sold only books. Now look at how they've grown to be the shopping mall for many. In co-planning, I also think about the smallest viable deliverable. These are things I must identify or co-create with teachers during our co-planning session. I created an acronym to help you remember this framework called BATS. Let's talk about why we need it first. As a co-teacher, I'm assigned to a number of teachers. This means that I cannot be in their classes every day to co-construct with them. However, Through the miracle of co-planning, you are co-teaching when not physically in the class. When you produce specific deliverables that will be used repeatedly for days or throughout the life of the unit. During co-planning, when my co-teacher and I decide on a strategy, I usually create a visual for the teacher so they can use it when I'm not there in the room. This will help them instruct. As I've been co-planning for eight years, I noticed certain things I did that worked with teachers started to come up again and again across different grade levels and spanning all different disciplines. These things were boxes, acronyms, templates, and structures, or 
BATS. Let's talk about the B in the BATS acronym. B stands for boxes. Sometimes we want students to do a lot of things, or we have lots of prompts for them to think about. In this case, I often house these things in a table or a box. For the sake of keeping the nice little acronym of BATS, when I refer to boxes, think about tables with columns and rows. If not, the word BATS goes to TATS or STATS. And so I thought BATS was easier to remember. For example, let's say that you're working with a science teacher and you want students to write a lab report for an experiment. Part of the report has to identify the materials that they need and how much of the material they're going to use. These things can be turned into a box or a table with a column for the materials and a column for how much of that material or the equipment is needed to conduct the experiment. Another way we can present information in boxes is by using rubrics. Boxes can hold the standards, their descriptions, and their mastery scale. When you co-plan, a deliverable can be co-constructing the rubric that makes expectations super clear for kids and super clear for the teacher and super clear for you when you're helping the kids. So that was B in the BATS acronym, boxes. Let's move to A. Acronym. An acronym is a mnemonic device that helps you remember certain details. Think about all the acronyms you use in your life. The individual letters can help students remember key details they have to include or key steps they have to follow. For example, my colleagues and I were co-planning the narrative unit. We wanted students to write using rich details and use narrative elements in their stories. Therefore, we created the DADI acronym, D-A-D-I, not Y. When pronounced, it sounds like DADI, which was memorable for students. The acronym DADI stands for D, description, like sensory description, A, action, what are the characters doing, D, dialogue, what are the characters saying, and I, inner thoughts. What are the inner thoughts of the characters? So we use DADDY, this acronym, instead of saying, you need to write with more details. Your story is not descriptive enough. Go back and revise. The kids would say, I don't know what to revise. And so now we thought about using DADDY as a way. And so now we say, look at this paragraph. What are the things that you have that's already here that's part of DADDY? And they'll say, oh, okay, I have description and action. Well, do you want to add other things? Maybe I'll add the I part, inner thoughts, and they go back and they revise. Before settling on daddy, we had other arrangements such as I add, I dad, I eed, addy, and dida. These were not options as they didn't produce a recognizable word when pronounced besides the word addy, the name. The key thing to remember about an acronym is that it has to stick to students' memory, and it's easy for them to recall and for you to reteach. So it's easy for us to say, Daddy, I want you to daddy your writing. Make sure you focus on one part of the daddy in your writing. So it's easy for us to sit with kids and say, let's look at this paragraph. Which part of daddy do you want to add to this paragraph? So we have, for the acronym BATS, we have boxes, acronym, and let's go to T, templates. Projects usually have many aspects, 
parts, layers, and requirements. Think about a science lab report, for example. It contains the research question, the hypothesis, the background, the variables, the equipment, data, analysis, the conclusion. When co-planning extensive multi-day, multi-step projects, work with your colleagues to create a template for the project. As students work, the template will guide their engagement with the task. You can also incorporate scaffolds such as sentence frames and sentence stems, label diagrams, word banks, videos, and other helpful links. You can also add spaces for students to respond. I often create templates using Google Word for reports or Google Slides for portfolios. They can be easily differentiated by engineering specific types of supports for specific students because a single template might still not be accessible to every student. Templates are super supports because they contain the other three deliverables, boxes, acronyms, and structures, which we're going to talk about next. The last part of S stands for systems. We turn steps or process into a routine. For example, in my own classroom, I have a routine, and I think about all the small little tasks that I can break that lesson into, the beginning, middle, and end. And then for each part of that task, I create a small, short, little video, no more than two or three minutes. I link each of the tutorial videos onto a Google Doc. When it's time to do the activity, students go and watch the videos one at a time and they complete the assignment. That's the system of my routine. In another podcast, I will share with you how I use this tutorial video system to help students learn content and develop language skills. What's important is that students know this system. They know this routine. Because once I've created the system, my students never ask me again, what are we doing today? Because on the document, they'll see all the tasks. And they'll see task number one all the way to 25, for example. And they'll say, OK, tomorrow we're going to do this task. Of course, the activities change every day. But the structure of engaging with activities is the same. Watching the videos one at a time, all the instructions on the videos. You could do this with your teachers as well. If there's a really complex system that they have, turn it into a routine and help them formalize it. This is particularly helpful for language learners as the routines will become more familiar with them. They're going to use their cognitive skills to engage in the activity, not just trying to figure out Wait, how, what are we doing today or what's the new system for today. When I first started co-planning, my teacher and I would usually leave the meeting empty-handed. It was more like an information exchange. But now, I intentionally look for these items when I co-plan with colleagues. When my colleagues and I produce a deliverable from BATS, the benefits are improved teacher clarity, which John Hattie said was one of the highest influences on student achievement. That makes sense. If we're clear, Students are clear of what they have to do. And when our colleagues are clear, we're clear as language specialists on what we can do to help kids. The other benefits include students receive scaffolded instruction. Students have greater success when engaging with the tasks. Our co-teacher has more skills to scaffold instruction for language learners. So no more, those are your students, these are my students. It's a collaborative. 
the co-teacher and the language specialist form a better relationship through co-constructing these deliverables. So they see our co-planning time as something really effective and useful for their own instruction. Essentially, using BATS duplicates my effort when I'm not in the class to support students. I do not try to create all four deliverables in each co-planning session, though that is possible. However, less is more. I simply approach co-planning sessions with the goal of supporting students and content teachers. And the way I do that most consistently and effectively is through co-creating deliverables such as boxes, acronyms, templates, and structures. I hope this framework helps you and your colleague and your students. It has made the world difference for me. If you found this podcast helpful, can you please do me a favor and go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast and just take a, take two or three minutes and just write a quick review. Your written comments and your reviews really help teachers just like you find the podcast. Every single review I get, every tweet I get about the podcast really makes all the hours I put into this worth it. Now, on to our recap. Teachers often ask me how they can earn the trust of their colleagues. How can they do more than what they're doing now? My typical response is to always get a small win for our colleague. A small win means something that they can take away, that they can implement, that's not complex, that they can use for their kids. With small wins, your co-teacher will be more receptive to expanding their co-teaching relationship with you. I hope the different parts of BATS can help you do that. In the next episode, I'll share three ways I co-assess with teachers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you soon. Be safe and be rooted in peace. It's your turn to play Traffic Light Teaching Tweet at me either your red, yellow, or green light from this particular episode. Your beautiful smile, your beautiful life are waiting for you to shine bright. It's never too early or late to start to rise up and shine.